Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, January 5th, wherever you are, uh, whenever you listen to this, I hope you feel the presence of God, uh, the incarnate presence of God born within and among you uh, and just embracing you. And so thank you for taking time to join me today as we break open God's word and how good that is. We're going to break open the gospel again because it is so good. A little bit longer, very, very well known. Um, uh, And again, I'll try to tie it into this Christmas idea uh, theme that I spoke of yesterday a little bit and why we're hearing these stories this week during Christmas. But if you'd like to follow along at home, Mark chapter 6, verses 34 to 44. So let's uh, break open God's Word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. By now it was already late, and his disciples approached him and said, This is a deserted place, and it is already very late. Dismiss them, so that they can go to the surrounding farms and villages and buy something buy themselves something to eat. He said to them in reply, Give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, Are we to buy two hundred days' wages worth of food and give it to them to eat? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five loaves and two fish. So he gave orders to them to sit down in groups on the green grass. The people took their places in rows by hundreds and by fifties. Then, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up twelve wicker baskets full of fragments and what was left of the fish. Those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, my friends, this is such a good gospel. And and as I've mentioned before, this miracle of Jesus is the only uh, miracle to appear in all four gospels. Of course, all the synoptics have very similar. Uh, If you want to see it in John, go to John chapter 6, which is this marvelous treatise on the Eucharist, because it starts with this and then goes into the Bread of Life discourse. But uh, this is so rich, and it's got so much. And I promised you a shorter podcast after going long yesterday. So here's what I want to focus on. Why would we hear this story in the midst of the Christmas season? And remember yesterday I said our, our Christmas points us to our baptism. It is only completed in our baptism. And, and I put it this way that the incarnation, what we celebrate on the 25th, is God's great yes to humanity, to all of creation, not just humanity, is heaven and earth merging at God's beloved gift uh, uh, in Jesus Christ. 
and that that God said yes. I'll, I'll use that term. God says yes to us and said yes to us uh, at at Christmas. But if we leave it at that, we simply marvel at God's goodness and God's yes, which, you know what, is worth marveling at. But it's incomplete because God's yes needs our yes. God says yes to us, is born within us so that we, brothers and sisters, may be born into God. And what symbolizes that more than baptism. Nothing. Nothing. It's where we die to ourself and rise a new creation in Christ. That I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me, as Paul says. That, that the yes that God we celebrate on Christmas only finds its fulfillment in our own baptisms, where we say yes and the dance is complete, right? If God were to ask us to dance and we were to simply say, no, I, I like being a wallflower, that's, we, we've not reached the fulfillment of, of that relationship, right? It's stilted. But if we say yes, and even haltingly and in fits and spurts go out there on the dance floor and make a fool of ourselves... We're doing it in the arms of the one who continues to love us and only in dancing more and saying yes more does that dance become a thing of beauty. We see that in our gospel today. Again, so much we could talk about, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to focus on just a couple of things. And here's what it is. Okay, the people are there and, and, and the disciples knowingly have compassion on them. They go to Jesus and say, you know what? Send them home, send them on their way. But Jesus looks them in the eye and he looks you and I in the eye and here's what he says to us. Give them some food yourselves. Give them some food yourselves. They say, let them go into the surrounding towns and farms and villages and buy themselves something to eat. They need to go out there. The, the food, the banquet, this, this, this stuff that they need uh, to sustain this life with you, ultimately. Remember, this is, this is larger. This isn't just talking about a meal. This banquet, which we're invited to, they need to go out there and find it. Somebody comes to us and says, hey, tell me about this, this Jesus guy. Tell me about your faith. Why are you waiting? Go, go to the priest. Go out there to the church. Go read the catechism. Go out there and find it. They're not wrong. But if that's all we do, we've lost it. Jesus looks at us and says, give them some food yourselves. They're at your door. They're asking you for food. They're asking me for food. How do we do that? Remember, brothers and sisters, in our baptism, to bring this round full circle, in our baptism, you and I were baptized priest, prophet, and king. And priest does not mean we, get, we dress in clerical garb and we go up and celebrate the Eucharist. No, that, that's the, 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 a different type of priesthood. That's, that's reserved but you and I are baptized into the, the priesthood of Christ. And a priest serves as that intermediary. We are that connecting point. So when people are hungry and we notice it, we don't say, go there, go and buy, go and buy elsewhere. Jesus looks at us and says, give them some food yourselves. And we gulp just like they did, and say, I've got nothing. I've got, I've got meager things. And God says, I, I can work with that. 
I can work with that. As long as it's blessed and broken and shared. Right? Give them some food yourselves. We may feel like we got nothing. But we do. How many wicker baskets were left over? Huh? At the end, they all ate and were satisfied, right? He, and, and, and I love this, this line. I mean, as if we didn't get it before. Jesus said the blessing, broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. Who fed the people today? Who fed the people the 5,000? Was it God? If that's our answer? Well, sure. It was God's action. Was it God's action through Christ? 100%. Christ did it. Was it the disciples? Yeah. Because Jesus gave it to the disciples, and they had to do their part. If they didn't, it all stays at, 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 at the center. We participate, brothers and sisters. He had to give it to the disciples. He had to give it to you and I, and he has, and he does. So we can feed those around us. How many wicker baskets are left? Twelve. How many disciples? Twelve. There's, there's, no, there's no coincidence there. We're all carrying one. Some may have less than others, we, but that doesn't bother God. It doesn't bother God. He'll use what we have. Which leads me to the saint for today. St. John Neumann. Now, this is not John Henry Cardinal Newman. Uh, John Henry Cardinal Newman was an Englishman, uh, end of the 19th century. Um, But this is John Neumann, beginning of the 19th century. Born in Prague, I want to say 1811. Um, Czech Republic. Uh, Czechoslovakia, I don't know what it was called at the time. Anyway, he uh, came over, wanted to be ordained uh, within uh, Germany, if memory serves. But... Uh, They had too many vocations. So he said no. So he came to New York, uh, was ordained a priest at the age of 25, um, worked uh, around helping uh, people primarily in New York for a handful of years, and at the age of 29 joined the Redemptorist community and was the first uh, American to join that community. And they sent him through Ohio, Virginia, uh, that area, uh, helping people, and he particularly bonded with the Germans, but eventually he was named the Archbishop of Philadelphia. And do you know, this is how I love John Neumann. This is what I love about him. John Neumann wasn't like St. Francis of Assisi, who started a movement and, and shed his clothes and went to rebuild the church, and others followed him, and was this incredible charismatic figure. John Neumann wasn't St. Teresa of Avila, of Avila, who, when she prayed, would at times, through her mysticism, like hover and and, um, be carried off of the floor uh, in her prayer. Uh, He wasn't like some of those saints that are are untouchable, and we think, oh, boy, I don't carry any of those gifts. I I don't get locutions, or I don't get the stigmata, or I, I don't, you know hover in my prayer or or all these things. I'm just normal. (laughs) Let John Neumann be your guy. Do you know what his greatest gift was? He was an excellent administrator. 
He was excellent at organizing. So he got into Philadelphia. Notice, remember, yesterday we celebrated Elizabeth Ann Seton, and she started the first Catholic school in like around 1810. Well, we're talking only about 30-ish, 40-ish years later. And he's noticing all these parishes having schools in the area around in and around Philadelphia. So what he did was he organized them into the first diocesan uh, uh, Catholic school system. And he went out and invited uh, the Christian brothers in and these communities of women in to be the teachers. And he created this incredible, incredibly organized system of Catholic schools within the Archdiocese of Philadelphia that other dioceses throughout the country emulated. Why? Because he was organized and had the ability to see this is what needed to happen. Brothers and sisters, you and I are called to be saints. We're called to give them some food ourselves. And it may not be something that we say is so up here that we can't touch and I'm not there, so I I got nothing. Let John Norman remind us today, God will use what little we have and he can make great things come of it. St. John Neumann, pray for us. Let's pray as we bring our intercessions before our Blessed Mother. And so we begin, my friends, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen, the second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, blessings to you on the rest of this day. And I look forward to us coming back together again to break open God's word tomorrow. God's peace.